0: Welcome to Creating Wealth Through Passive Apartment Investing Podcast. In this show, we will discuss about best and worst experiences about passive and active apartment investing. And I am your host, Ramakrishna. Let's begin the show. Today's our guest is Sridhar Thanidi from Grow Wealth to Retire LLC. Welcome, Sridhar.
1: Thanks, Ramakrishna.
0: Yeah, thanks for being on the show. A little bit about Sridhar. Sridhar graduated in Master of Science in Information Management and Computer Science Engineering. Working in IT industry for more than 28 years. He is an active and passive investor in commercial and residential. He co-sponsored five multifamily complexes of 1,300 plus in Texas. He passively invested over 5,500 plus multifamily units across the U.S. He is an expert in financial analysis and statistical modeling. He seeks value-add and stable properties in commercial and residential residential real estate. With that, Sridhar, would you like to add anything to your background?
1: Thanks, Krishna. Thanks for that intro. Yes, uh, I'd like to add a few more items to that one. So the passion originally I was to enter into some business and as an IT professional, I was looking to start an IT business. But soon after touching the commercial real estate, my interest has gone to the roof in commercial
0: real estate. So Cool. And why into real estate and multi-family space, reader?
1: So, I, like everyone else, right, uh, I to have multiple sources of income. So, one source of income most of the people do is uh, investing in stocks and uh, bonds. That's the easy thing for liquidation and all. I do that also, but uh, my passion for business has been there since childhood. So, I wanted to do some business on the side while I'm doing a W2 job. I tried a few IT ventures and uh, I could not execute them uh, because of so many factors in I used to work in Wall Street firms, so I hardly find time to do anything on the side. So I relocated to Dallas. After that, I started uh, looking into that passion again. Initially, I looked in uh, IT field and then I looked in uh, single family residential and finally uh, bumped into commercial real estate. Uh, Ever since I touched commercial real estate, I liked that uh, segment and uh, I pursued further in that segment.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So how are you leveraging your experience in IT into real estate and multifamily?
1: For all these uh, businesses, obviously, you need uh, analysis, right? Um, like uh, the mathematical modeling we do in JAW, uh, similar to that one, we need, we need to do some financial modeling. So even if we have the best property or best uh, opportunity, oftentimes if the financials won't work, then the project won't succeed. Uh, with that in mind, with my engineering background, with uh, my engineering analytical skills, I could easily see which properties I can can get into and then which properties I can uh, pursue further and see strong returns for my investors. So that, that is the parallel I can bring in from my job field into commercial real estate. So there is, it's commercial real estate is a little bit more complex than a single family. So that's where my skill set is more useful in commercial real estate. So that's why I like commercial real estate.
0: Cool. And you started with passive investing, right?
1: Yeah, I was uh, passive in, I think, two deals before I jumped into active role.
0: Okay, cool. So what are the factors you would consider before investing in any deal passively?
1: So number one is uh, job growth in that area where I will buy the property. And number two, uh, the population growth in recent years. And uh, uh, number three, obviously the household income in that area, median household income. These are three major factors and fourth being location, fifth being uh, uh, other uh, aspects such as low crime rate, mixed demographics, et cetera. So those are the factors that drive my decision even for passive investments or active investments.
0: Okay, so once you identify this deal, what kind of due diligence you would perform from your side as a passive investor?
1: So as a passive investor, first I will look into the uh, PPM uh, provided in GPs or deal sponsors. And I look at uh, uh, those five things, what I mentioned earlier and I see whether uh, all those things are qualifying for that particular opportunity. So this deal is uh, withstanding all those tests. So once those tests are good, so then I would further look into the resumes of the GPs. So if the GPs have executed those projects or similar projects
0: in the past, based on that, I would
1: uh, commit for the project.
0: Cool. Yeah. And uh, you invested in multiple multifamily passive investment deals. So how do you track your passive investment progresses and performances?
1: So I create a big Excel sheet and I keep updating the returns every quarter and I keep tracking the project goals versus my current returns and then the prospect or that opportunity in the market. So oftentimes, even though they may or may not give the distributions as projected, but the market would be very strong. If I see that uh, phenomenon, I know that down the road when they dispose the property, I would get the money or suggested return.
0: Cool. And what do you do as a passive investor if a deal does not go well?
1: So that's a very good question. So I wait uh, for at least the first one year I let the sponsorship team to settle down and then look for the operationalization of the business plan if the business plan is, is progressing as planned and the results should come as estimated unless there is a massive event outside of their control happens. So that, that is the general guidance I follow. If it is beyond the control of the sponsors, then I would uh, give a few suggestions to the sponsors uh, based on my experience. And if they are willing to listen, then maybe we will look for a plan B action because uh, not every project would go as planned. There could be some deviations in the bits. So we look into the opportunity to correct the course and bring it back to the
0: track yeah i think that's a good answer because your active investment experience helping you to know guide no it is yeah so and would you share your best passive investment experience so far
1: Sure. Uh, I invested in uh, one property. So that one was uh, obviously five years, uh, 80% return type projection, but the market uh, rallied quickly. So within one and a half year, the deal sponsorship team decided to dispose it off uh, with 50% IRR close to. So that was a good decision. In a short span, we were able to get 50% IRR instead of waiting for the full cycle. Mm -hmm
0: that's good yeah and would you share any of your worst passive investment experience
1: yeah one of the deals uh, location wise it was very strong and it has got very good potential but there was a surprise the deal sponsorship uh, team did not do the due diligence or maybe they were cheated by the seller so when they bought it, it they bought it like a stabilized property but their surprise there were so many non-paying tenants in the property so it took much longer for them to clean up those non-paying tenants and bring the paying tenants in the process we did not get any distributions for some time
0: okay yeah so I hope uh, now it's doing well yeah
1: at least I would I'm pretty sure that I will get the money back and then uh, positive return on it but uh, the initial distributions did not happen as estimated.
0: Yeah, cool. So let's switch towards the active investment side. So what made you switch towards active investing, Trader?
1: So passive investment, obviously you have a limited say in the deal. And then you have a limited role you play in activity-wise. So I like to grow fast. And at the same time, I like to have control on the investment so that I can uh, do a better job based on my past experience from job or based on my general acumen for learning and then executing things. I'm pretty sure that I can do a better job. That's what I feel, at least uh, against some of the passive GA deal sponsorship teams. So with that motivation, I I entered into active sponsorship. And and so far, uh, we are doing good. Even in the midst of COVID, we were the first one to do the distributions on time.
0: That's great, actually. So you're co-sponsoring deals. So what is your process of finding these opportunities? And how do you evaluate opportunities?
1: Yeah, the process, uh, as always, right, those uh, five points I would start with, uh, job growth, good market area, good location, and all that. So based on that, uh, we will first identify whether that that property falls into those uh, criteria, And then we will go and check that property, look and feel ambience and how the uh, atmosphere is uh, near that property. Based on that vibe, we will further do the due diligence and then put the offer in. So that, That is the general approach we take or
0: but you're heavily focusing on texas markets right
1: As I was switching from passive to active, I know that there are certain things I don't know, right? So I want to have a better handle on things. By being closer to the properties, I can go frequently there and I can experience firsthand to see um, what exactly is going on and then what can I put uh, my effort into. And based on that uh, experience, I want to expand into other markets. So that was the intention. So now I'm looking in
0: five other markets as we speak. Cool. And you're doing partnering with other sponsors. So what is your approach and what's your criteria in selecting partnering a deal?
1: Yeah, the partnership is a a big topic by itself because there are so many factors that will influence that partnership. First, the personality should match. second, the ambitions and and the way they pursue things should be similar. Like that there are several traits I can say should match. To have a stronger partnership team so luckily i found a few of them so i was able to partner repeatedly with the same team so far i am little little results oriented not little i mean basically i'm a results oriented so i'm uh, uh, focusing on the investor results oriented too so b- both ways like results oriented from my perspective as well as from investors perspective if i see that kind of uh, drive from the other sponsors so i wouldn't mind uh, po- co-sponsoring with them in the deal
0: got it so how do you evaluate your submarket, market
1: so the sub market uh usually you know the all all these major job growth areas right are driven by either s- certain industries or certain job focus areas right so i like to see the similar phenomena in the other sub market let's say if there is so much construction going on in that area and there is n- not much uh, land left for uh, free building of new complexes, right? Whatever has been done, I think that is towards the tail end of it. So that is a very good strong market going forward because there, there will be a scarcity going. The location cannot be changed, right? That is one type of approach I follow. And the other approaches I follow is creating a parallels between the sub-markets that are performing well and then seeing the parameters that influence for that growth and looking for a similar market in the vicinity. So that is another approach I follow.
0: Cool. Yeah. And what steps your group taking during pandemic to protect assets and investments, Sreder?
1: So luckily, uh, we had a very minor impact with COVID. So far, uh, we were able to give the distributions to all the investors because we have positive cash flows from all the operations across all the properties. So the steps we have taken is we made sure that uh, we have the highest occupancy during the pandemic, and we are constantly monitoring how the market is reacting to any price increases or any other uh, news that comes out. So closely watching them and uh, taking... uh, Judgmental step, right? So basically, if there is an eviction moratorium, so immediately looking at uh, our uh, collection process and look at the vulnerable tenants are, are the risky tenants and making sure that we work with them either through payment plans or through assistance from outside entities like that making compartmentalized approaches for different segment of tenants with the different activities we were able to uh, keep track of our receivables and at the same time we tried our best to control the expenses we kind of put slow pace on capex projects and then uh, reduce unnecessary expenses in operation so that's how we were able to maintain the highest uh, positive cash flow during the pandemic
0: yeah great so would you share any of your best and uh, worst apartment investment experiences from active side
1: So best experience, uh, we bought one property, it has uh, low-income housing in it. When we bought it, that was our first experience with low-income housing. We were a little scared to get into that type of setup. But during the pandemic, uh, that is the best-performing apartment complex, to our surprise.
0: Oh, awesome.
1: Yeah, so we had hundred percent occupancy during COVID in that apartment complex with high, highest collections. Um, for worst one. Uh From the Actu point of view, we bought another property. It is in a very good neighborhood. But for some reason, most of the tenants happen to be in uh, impacted segments, like uh, tenants from um, uh, restaurant industry and travel industry like that. So unexpectedly, we had a higher percentage in that. So we had to struggle for a couple of months to bring in the stable tenants into that one. But we are back on track in that property
0: too now. Yeah, totally understand that situation. So, and would you share any of challenges you experienced in real estate and multifamily space?
1: yeah definitely so it's a complex uh, project right so one side you need to make sure that you do your capex and then business plan as estimated and the second size you need to make sure that uh, operations are smooth while you are doing all those activities but executing all these plans you need to have good contractors so finding a good reliable contractor has been a big challenge so i'm still working on it to find the best one reliable one so like many other co- syndicators I it's an ongoing challenge so so far uh, I, I think i found a few good ones still i'm in the process of uh, finding out more to make sure that i would execute the project on time so I had a surprise with one GC. One of the projects I had to uh, put a stop now. Uh, I need to find a new contractor because uh, I, I went with the, that contractor and then unexpected things happened at his personal level. So he could not deliver the project. So you know he's a good contractor, but uh, the unforeseen events happened for him and then he could not execute that the particular uh, project.
0: Okay, got it. And what is your current focus and share something you're excited about now?
1: So we have a very good uh, deal pipeline right now. So I'm, we are going for uh, bigger properties. Initially, we were looking for uh, under 200 unit properties. Now our uh, core strengths have improved. So we are focusing on uh, bigger and bigger properties. So We soon like to improve our operations and improve our uh, like, um, investor base and then go for even bigger properties
0: cool and good luck
1: thank you so we we are focusing on 400 plus 500 plus type of units going forward instead of 100 to 200 units so what is the reason
0: of going with 400 plus units
1: so we will have a better leverage uh, for a smaller unit. So for example, if you have a hundred unit, you will have one office person and one uh, maintenance on the staff. If something goes wrong and then if you lose the maintenance guy, again, you will have a downtime for like 15, 20 days to find the next guy, right? Whereas in case of a 400 unit, you will have uh, at least four or five in the office and four or five in outside in service. So even if you lose one guy, so you can smoothly operate the facility and you can uh, take it advantage of the scale in case of downturn you can optimize your flow your workforce similarly you can maintain that uh, uh, profitability at a higher scale in a larger complexes than at lower smaller
0: complexes got it so any one advice that impacted you sridhar
1: so in come in multifamily yes, definitely, so uh, people told me if you want to go and go big and go fast, so that really helped me that's why I was uh, quick in investing in 5,500 plus unit. And afterwards, I couldn't find time to evaluate deals. And I wanted to invest in more, but I couldn't find time. So now I'm refocusing to streamline my activities and then uh, invest in more units going forward. My goal is to touch 10,000 units soon.
0: Cool. So any one book that impacted your life and what way?
1: So like many people, Rich Dad, Poor Dad is the best book I can say. I read that book. And that after that, uh, prior to that, I had a big equipment for business. But after that book, I solidified my approach. And one thing, uh, I mean, one thing I can surely say that uh, if you want to grow well, a business is the way to go. Uh, W2Job won't make you wealthy. So that, that made it clear.
0: Yeah, totally agree. So and how are you giving back to community, Sridhar?
1: So recently, I formed a, not only me but a bunch of friends formed an organization called Samisti. So our goal is to uh, build a platform to help uh, various people either through mentorship or through a financial assistance to bring and pursue their passions. So that's a big one. So it's in a very infancy stage. So that, that takes some time from me. So our goal is uh, by next year, I think we will be operationalized, and then we will try to influence more people to go for their pursuits.
0: Yeah, cool. So how can listeners can connect with you? So
1: they can um,
0: connect through
1: me via growwealth dot retirecom website. There is a, a link there to connect with me. Uh, they can go onto to calendly.com slash Sridhar Sanidi. So a single word, Sridhar Sanidi. So that is also another way they can directly connect with me.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Sridhar. I really enjoyed the conversation.
1: Thanks. It's my pleasure to be on the podcast.
0: If you like the show, please subscribe, share, rate, and review. And if you want to connect with me, please send me a message, info at com. Thank you for listening. Creating Wealth Through Passive Apartment Investing Podcast. I hope you learned something from the show. See you in the next episode. Thank you. Any information provided from these shows are educational purpose only. As always, please consult with your own CPA, legal and financial advisor before investing.